Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hi, Christian. Hi, Samantha. We are cozied up in my basement today. We're kind of having like the first fall-ish feeling last few days. It's the best. I'm really trying not to get in my head that it's just going to stay this way because like Missouri weather usually does, it'll probably be like 102 next week or something. For sure. But we are enjoying it. And because I think we all go through that part of the summer, we're like, okay, we're ready for fall now. We really do that with any season where we're ready for the next but I am feeling like that extra about fall. Are you? Oh, yes. I'm like so excited. I also love that we live in a place that we get four seasons a year. Yes. But not everyone gets that. So I, I do. I'm like, I think it helps like kind of turn a page to yeah. like another season where you can like a fresh know, start. set different goals. Yes. Yeah. Fresh start yeah. in all the ways. We so. were just in California, San Diego together and we kept asking locals that were like, okay, yes, the weather is perfect here, but do you so miss weird. the seasons? And they said no, but... We all I mean, if you live in California. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. But speaking about fall, we really wanted to kind of offer a more series approach to some of our episodes this fall. So we wanted to kind of introduce what this next season series is going to be. Season series, whatever. Yeah. And so we are so excited to share with you guys. We are going to do a series titled What I Wish I Would Have Known in My 20s. And in this series, we are going to be interviewing a bunch of different women who have kind of gone before us in this season and have just learned some really wise things and they're willing to share that wisdom with us. And so we have six interviews of different women from their probably 40s to 80s, all in that age range. And every single episode, we will be asking them a closing question of what would you have wished you would have known in your 20s? And you'll hear from them and their different stories and life experiences, what that looks like. So we're excited about it. I think part of just with Christian and I in this podcast in general, we feel like we're alongside all of you in figuring this out. We are in our mid 20, mid to late 20s, getting later 20s now. So we definitely don't have it all figured out, but we are excited to kind of bring women that we look up to and that can speak into kind of it's always wise when you can reflect on a time in life. I mean, there's so much wisdom gained in hindsight. So it's actually, I think, really biblical to reflect on things and get to learn from people ahead of us. So I'm excited for this series. We like want to do more series like this and also have a mix of just going there, Christian and I, with having older people step in. So we're excited to see what you guys think about it. Please leave us your input after it's over, as you go, see if a certain story kind of relates to you more. We're excited for it. Yeah. So get excited. You'll want to hear all of the wisdom because as we're recording, we are loving what we're learning. So make sure you don't miss it. Yeah. That'll start next week for our episode. And then we'll kind of get into some fun holiday content and see how we can celebrate our favorite time of the year together. Yes. It'll be so fun. But now we're going to answer some of the questions that you guys shared with us. So over the past few weeks, we were asking, you know, share some questions with us, ask what you guys have been dying to ask. And so we just wanted to kind of rapid fire a few of these answers out, or at least our thoughts of the answers. So yeah, what's our first question? Okay, so one of the questions we get asked a lot, either in person or a lot on our social media, is how did we start this podcast? 
Yeah. So I feel like you should answer this one because it kind of started a little bit with you. Well, Christian and I kind of had always talked about doing a podcast together and basically because we would hang out together and have these really in-depth conversations and we were just friends that really weren't afraid to go there in topics and we would challenge each other and push each other. And honestly, sometimes I would just, I would always walk away feeling really encouraged and also just like really emotionally like drained and vulnerable because we would go like so deep into conversation on just like a normal lunch or whatever. And so we started talking about doing a podcast. We kind of just streamed that up and thought it would be really fun. And then we both consumed a lot of podcasts. And so we're like, this is an awesome platform. We love just listening to podcasts like on the go or when we're folding laundry or when we're driving. So we had connected on that already. Yes, both loved them a lot. It's definitely our favorite medium of consumption on anything. It's just like really practical for our stage of life. And so someone at our church kind of knew I had some background in podcasting and approached us about maybe doing something with this. And so when Christian and I heard that, or when I heard that, I knew I wanted that to be with Christian and that we already had been dreaming that up. So it was kind of, I really think God was working in our hearts in that and just the way it all came together. And that's kind of how I got started. We really started having those conversations right before COVID happened. And so we took that whole time during COVID. Obviously, for a lot of that, we couldn't even like see each other, but we would text and FaceTime and brainstorm brainstorm ideas. It honestly was a, now that I'm reflecting on it, it was a big blessing during that time to like have something for us to both put like creative energy into. I wasn't even working at the time outside of my house. So you were working from home, but we kind of would like just we liked talking about our and it made us like come up with a lot of cool topics i felt like that all of us like cohesively you listeners and us like we were all on the same page of really struggling the same things or all of that but that brings us kind of to another question we get often is is this podcast associated with the crossing is it associated with anything we live here in columbia missouri which is in like the smack dab of missouri where the university of missouri is and yes we are associated with our home church called the crossing the crossing actually has a couple other podcasts so ours is obviously going there and then there's one called 10 minute bible talks and they cover an array of things they will cover like topical type episodes they will have my favorite verses and they'll have people come on talking about their verses they will talk about they have a lot of cool guests like authors and just people in the christian world and it's more of a devotional podcast it's honestly amazing we both listen to it and love it we will link that below because it's another great resource And then the other podcast our church has is called A Bigger Life. And this podcast is more about meditation and prayer. It walks you through a lot of Bible verses and Bible just stories and chapters and helping you to learn from those and meditate on those and pray through them. So both super awesome podcasts help you just get more vulnerable in your relationship with Christ and learn more about him and then ours. So yeah. Ours definitely kind of fits a different group of people that I think well, yeah. So then, well, then that takes us to the third kind of like logistics question we get often, or just people ask us. I think out of good hearted, but like, what makes us qualified to do this? Yeah. Because we're not. Yes. Long story short, we're not qualified. But looking at the other podcasts, the Crossing has, they are led by our head pastors, Keith Simon, and then Dave Cover does one, and then Patrick Miller is also on Tenement Bible Talks, so who's another pastor at our church, like and all so, trained. They've all gone to seminary. (laughs) Yes, they are super wise. And so, yeah, what makes us qualified? (laughs) Nothing. Yeah, I mean, okay, here's the thing. I think that's what makes this beautiful, too, is like we are sitting here saying we don't have this figured out at all. We or any of us could really be doing this and going there and having these conversations. And so that's something we recognize. And we hope you guys 
like that about it that, you know, we're not going to be sitting here with our super theological answers on things. We're here to just chat with you like you would girlfriends. However, on the other side of that, we actually love that we feel like we've been really blessed to have access to a lot of really older, wiser women. We have friends, you know, we have people in our life at our church that we work with who are trained and have gone to seminary. And so we kind of get excited about any time there would be a really more big like theological question, we want to have people on that can really speak directly to that and lead you in a really sound way. Like we don't want to ever lead anyone the wrong way, but we also want everyone else to recognize that we're here to just do that, to kind of talk through the messiness of it. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's so true. I mean, Samantha and I always want to approach these topics with tons of humility and do our research and learn what we need to learn. And if the Lord's pushing us to grow in an area, we want to be sharing what we're growing in as well. And so that's our hope that we do feel like we have been blessed with a lot of awesome relationships that we can ask questions for wisdom from people and have people help us praying through things and thinking through things. But we just hope that in these conversations, we can be raw and real and have just honest conversations of what we're struggling through, but then seeking wisdom through that. And we hope that you guys are enjoying that and love the casual conversation that we have here. That leads me to another question that I've gotten quite a bit is that, will we be doing these series or will these always be standalone episodes? And as you guys just heard us say, we are launching a series that will be about six weeks this fall. And then after that, we'll probably have some more standalones, but we hope to do other series along the way. And we have some really cool ideas for series we want to do, but I personally like the mix up of some standalone episodes and then some seasons where we might go in depth on one topic more. And we would love to hear your feedback about that as well. So that's yeah, kind of our and that's for a now. plug that if you ever do have topic ideas that you would love for us to cover, always just DM us or reach out. We would love to hear from you. Yes. So we got some questions that honestly, Christian and I, as we were talking through how we wanted to answer these on this more FAQ episode, we really think that all of these would be great episodes that we want to do in the future. So if you're the person that sent this in, please know we're not just trying to like spite you from getting a full answer, but we really want to use these for future episodes. But we'll kind of give a little answer to some of these. for sure. So this one is pretty good, and I feel like we've answered this a lot, but I think it's something we always could be diving into more, and that is how do we meet God wherever we are? So in the car, on vacation, at work, et cetera. I think this is a really good question. Yeah, I love this question. I think this is something Samantha and I are super passionate about, just being moms of young kids, working moms, just moms who are doing a lot and involved in stuff. I think it's easy to use the excuse of like, you know, I'm too busy to meet God or I'm too busy to pray or I'm too busy to Can't think of him. sit down and have a quiet yeah. time for 30 minutes And in the so I just think this is like key in all of our walks with Christ that we have to find ways to be intimately connected to him throughout our days. And so simple things for me, I mean, I'll throw a few of these out. If you've listened to other of our podcast episodes, like Knowing God versus Knowing a Lot About God or our interview with Sierra Porter, we talked a lot about these things because again, we're really passionate about it. But a couple of the things I do is I always have, everyone knows this, but Bible verses written on my mirror. I love that. I change them out. I don't know. It kind of depends. I change them out with kind of just where I feel like the Lord's leading me, but not more than like monthly. I always listen to worship music in my car because that's a really easy way for me to just set my, you know, align my posture differently for my day. 
And then I also do have like Bible verses by my kitchen sink and areas that I spend a lot of time and I can easily be disgruntled or frustrated by the task I'm doing, but I want to be centered on spending time with him and Mm -hmm. thinking about him. So for me, it's more, I think over the years, it's been the shift of thinking about my relationship with God from being this separate little thing that I keep in a box and I wake up and have my quiet time and then close that little box and put that away, where now it is more like when you think about a relationship, I might, just with you, Christian, like we might be texting throughout the day and then I get to see you at work and then we're hanging out at a girl's night amongst other people. Like there's all these dynamics to our relationship. And so for me, that's a lot of just like talking to God wherever I am. I'm really actually challenging myself right now in my prayer life of like, okay, when I feel like my mind is spinning about something, we're always thinking about something. For me, especially in the shower or like laying down in bed at night, like why am I not praying about that or like talking to God about those things? And so that's something I do. I literally use my entire shower time usually to be in prayer about my day or about my daughter or whatever is going on in my life. And that's something practically, again, with the worship music, like I blare that in the mornings usually. I feel like it's such a like peaceful way to start the day when I'm like having that kind of echo through our home as we're getting ready for school or whatever it is. And other things is just, you know, in your relationships at work or on vacation or whoever you're with, I think it's really cool to find ways to weave in conversation about who God is and who he is to you. Because I always think it's fun when you're like in an Uber and somehow faith gets brought up or I don't know. I feel like that happens a lot. Well, and I would say that too, an easy way to weave Christ into your conversations at work or on vacation or whatever that may be is I think easily through gratitude, just sharing and expressing your gratitude of maybe this like awesome meal you're eating or just the mountains that you're in on vacation or whatever that may be. I think people see a difference when someone has a really grateful heart and that is a blessing that I think God gives us. And so I think even just saying like when you're sitting down at the meal, like thinking through and actually saying out loud, like, I'm so thankful that like God allows us to have such wonderful food on our table. Like this is awesome. It's beautiful. It's so yummy. You know, just even saying simple things like that, I think again, positions your heart differently than maybe just like this hard reality of a fallen world that we live in. But I think that's going to be good to do a specific episode Yes, we about. will do a full one on that. Okay, another one that Christian and I really want to do a full episode on, so we're not going to go too far in this, but someone asked if we could talk about the importance of picking a good spouse or a good partner in a relationship. Ooh, loaded question. So it is a loaded question. I, I, I think I'll start, and this might – I don't know if this is right, but I feel like it would actually be the opposite maybe from what this person would even may be like asking or expecting because I think that from my personal experience, like growing up in a Christian environment and just kind of always being preached like how important it was to find the perfect spouse, and I agree. I will tell you, I think – I what is it said? Like the person you end up marrying is like the second most important relationship or decision you'll ever make other yeah. than following Jesus. Like I absolutely agree. I think that sometimes as Christian women, we can get a little bit bogged down by having this like perfect ideal in our head of this checklist. And it almost limits us from wanting to see other things that God might have for us. And that's with anything in life. And so I want to really dive into this topic in another way, but I think there is no formula for the, uh, picking the perfect spouse. I think at the end of the day, when you're seeking God, then you have to trust that whoever you're in relationship with, you know, as long as you're not being blind to red flags or unhealthy things in a person or in a relationship. I don't think that there is some formula for picking a perfect spouse or 
partner. Well, and I think the key is right what you just said right there, though, is like if you are in relationship with Christ and you're pursuing your relationship with him and you are in tune with the spirit of just like being in the word and praying through things and using wisdom and discernment, I think then like you need to trust that, that like God will like bless those, like that time with him and he will give you the wisdom and the discernment to like make a wise decision. You know, when Samantha and I talked about this, I do think it's easy in Christian culture for sure, easy in anything, but it's easy in Christian culture to have this whole list of like, this is exactly what I want my spouse to be. And it's easy to say, well, if they don't look like this, then like I can't even date them or I can't, whatever. I not, not physically, but yes. like what they look like in their yes. life, yeah. like what their life looks yeah. like. Yeah. And so I am for sure not saying like, if you see blatant red flags, yeah, don't do that. But Maybe don't I am go pick up the like drunken guy at the bar and think okay, you could yes. like redeem him. Yes. But I will say I do think in Christian culture is this thing that like, well, if they don't check every single box for me, then like I can't go on a date with them or I can't get to know them more. And I think that's honestly just like really just not how we're supposed to be pursuing relationships with others. If that's for an intimate relationship like a spouse, or if that's just like friendship, that's honestly, when you say it out loud, just kind of weird. And so we want to have a whole conversation about that because I do think, I love that you asked this question. I love that you want to know more and make a wise decision here because as we heard from someone recently, forever is a long time. But well, and I think the fact that this person asked this question just proves the point that they already are like that you're probably going to make a great decision when choosing a spouse because if you're even thinking that way, you have the right head about it. Yeah. And so, yes, we have a lot of th- more thoughts. We've actually been, this is weirdly like come it's up been a come lot up for a lot. Us a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one that we want to dive back into. Okay. This was a really good one. And yeah, I, it's really good. It like takes me back to some sad times, but how to deal with the breakup. So this person was saying that they had just gotten out of a really long-term relationship and that they felt peace about it and they know they made the right decision in that, but that, you know, they were spending time with God and they felt close to God, but they were still just really struggling with this like loneliness. And, you know, when you're used to your life kind of being shared with one person, how do you handle that? How do you move on when that just all ends? It's so hard. It's so I'm like it really makes me sad. To the girl um, that asked this, ugh, I've just been there, and I think you feel like you just can't ever see the end of that feeling. Like yes. I remember feeling like that after a breakup, and just being like, I don't know how this is ever going to feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just first applaud that because even in the question, she said, you know, I'm spending time with the Lord, I'm seeking wisdom there, but I'm just still feeling lonely. Like, how do I battle that? I think honestly, like you already are on your way to doing something really awesome there is that you are recognizing like I am lonely. And that's just a reality of when you do spend a lot of time with one person and then that changes, you are going to feel lonely and you are, life is going to feel different. And so I do think, you know, a large part of a relationship is having like minds about things. If that's like, what you guys liked doing together or what's what you guys liked, how you liked serving together or how you liked spending your time. And so I would challenge you, like there are still opportunities to feel fulfilled in those ways of like doing fun things and serving other people even without this person. And so I do think, you know, when you're not in a relationship, you are blessed with more time and maybe see it as a blessing, but then say like, how can I why I'm feeling really lonely and not poured into and not loved. How can I like love on other people? Because we all know it's easier said than done, but we all know that like the more we can love on other people that makes us like that brings joy to us. Bringing joy to others brings joys to us. And so I would say like you can start maybe looking for opportunities to serve or pour into other people, or maybe you weren't in a spot that you could like 
meet with girls on a regular basis, like girlfriends, or maybe mentor someone, or I don't know, serve in a capacity in your community. And so I would challenge you to do some of those things. You know, really, if you do are feeling lonely and your time's more empty, it could be a way that God just uses you to then love someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think an answer that you probably don't want to hear, but I really do think is true, is just time. Like time really does heal those kinds of things. Like even in a lot of really heavy grief, like in a sense, like when you lose that person, even if it's for the best reason, like that is grieving kind of just that relationship or the thought of that relationship. And so I really do think that time heals a lot and that the more distance you have time-wise from it, you will kind of start to come out of just that maybe like feeling of despair in it. But that's a really good question. And again, I think would be a great episode. Yeah. And the last thing I will say about it is we've talked about this in other conversations, I feel like, but also just journaling your thoughts through that, because I do think it's really cool that you're already identifying, like, I'm feeling really lonely. I think that's important. But even just journaling out, like, how you're feeling now and as time moves on, because time will heal that, just continue to journal, because I think that's a really cool way to see God's faithfulness in carrying you through what you felt like was a really, really hard time, which it is. And that's really true for you. But also, like, God is faithful, and he redeems things. And so, like, he is a good God. And so good things will come, and it'll be cool to watch that kind of over time as you, like, journal that out maybe. So yes, and that encourages you. We just love these questions. There were some more that we couldn't get to, and we definitely want to have more episodes about these things. So thank you, guys. I love that we get to kind of interact with you on social media, and we can just be more of this community. I wanted to say, like, Really thank all of you for listening and for supporting us and sweet messages that we've gotten. We kind of have said, you know, we feel like we're bumbling through this at times. We're not pros. We don't have it all figured out. And when we get a message from like one girl saying that an episode had really helped her or really pointed her back to some truth in her life or just felt good to have a friend maybe in a season of loneliness, like hearing our voices in the car, I could get emotional thinking about it because I just feel really appreciative that you guys are part of this with us. I really do feel like we're all in this. And I think God is really using this podcast and I hope he continues to. And we just want to give glory to him in that, but really say thank you to all of you. Yeah. And seriously, we are so humbled for you guys to listen every single episode week after week. We are humbled and we are just so grateful and just glory be to him as these conversations continue to help and encourage all of us. So yeah. Okay. We'll see you for the series next week. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you.